Iraq War, during which he'd done something unconventional and mustered out to avoid a general court-martial. His sister had committed suicide over a local man, people said. He was a survivor in the best sense of the word, and now he was working with the deposed Latin leader, Emilio Machado, to retake his country, Barrera, in the Amazon rainforest. Peg didn't know much about foreign places. She'd never even been out of Texas, and the only time she'd even been on a plane was a short hop in a propeller-driven crop duster owned by a friend of her father. She was hopelessly naive about the world and men. But Grange didn't know what an innocent she really was, and she wasn't going to tell him. For weeks she'd been vamping him at every turn. In a nice way, of course. But she was determined that if any woman in South Texas landed Grange, it was going to be herself. She didn't want him to form a bad opinion of her, of course. She just wanted him to fall so head over heels in love with her that he'd propose. She dreamed of living with him. Not that she didn't live with him now, but she worked for him. She wanted to be able to touch him whenever she liked, hug him, kiss him, do other things with him. When she was around him, her body felt odd, tight, swollen. There were sensations rising in her that she'd never felt before. She dated very infrequently, because most men didn't really appeal to her. She'd thought something might be wrong with her, in fact because she liked shopping with girlfriends or going to movies alone. But she wasn't really keen on going out with boys like some of the girls did, every single night. She liked to experiment with new dishes in the kitchen, and make bread, and tend to her garden. She kept a vegetable garden in the spring and summer, and worked in her flower beds year-round. Grange indulged her mania for planting, because he enjoyed the nice organic vegetables she put on the table. Gracie Pendleton shared flowers and bulbs with her, because Gracie loved to garden, too. So Peg dated rarely. Once a nice man had taken her to a theater in San Antonio to see a comedy. She'd enjoyed it, but he'd wanted to stop by his motel on the way home. So that was that. The next man she dated took her to see the reptiles at the zoo in San Antonio, and wanted to take her home to meet his family of pythons. That date had ended rather badly as well. Peg didn't mind snakes, so long as they weren't aggressive and wanted to bite but she drew the line at sharing a man with several of them. He'd been a nice man, too. Then she'd gone out with Sheriff Hayes Carson once. He was a really nice man, with wonderful manners and a sense of humor. He'd taken her to the movies to see a fantasy film. It had been terrific. But Hayes was in love with another local girl, and everybody knew it, even if he didn't. He dated to show Minette, who owned the local weekly newspaper, that he wasn't pining for her. She bought it but Peg didn't, and she wasn't about to fall in love with a man whose heart was elsewhere. After that, she'd stopped dating people, until her father accepted this job working for Grange. Peg had seen him around the ranch. She was fascinated by him. He rarely smiled, and he hardly ever talked to her. She knew about his military background, and that he was considered very intelligent. He spoke other languages, and he did odd jobs for Eb Scott, who owned and operated a counterterrorism school in Jacobsville, just up the road from Comanche Wells, where Grange lived. Ebb was an ex-mercenary, like a number of local men. Rumor was that a number of them had signed on with Emilio Machado to help him recover his government from the usurper who was putting innocent people in prison and torturing them. He sounded like a really bad sort, and she hoped the general would win. But her worry was about Grange heading up the invasion army. He was a soldier, and he'd been in the thick of battle in Iraq. 
but even a good soldier could be killed. Peg worried about him. She wanted to tell him how much she worried, but the timing had never been right. She teased him, played with him, made him all sorts of special dishes and desserts. He was polite and grateful, but he never seemed to really look at her. It was irksome. So she planned a campaign to capture his interest. She'd been working on it for weeks. She waylaid him in the barn, wearing a blouse even more low-cut than this one, and made a point of bending over to pick up stuff. She knew he had to notice that, but he averted his eyes and talked about his new purebred heifer that was due to calf soon. Then she'd tried accidentally brushing up against him in the house, squeezing past him in a doorway so that her breasts almost flattened against his chest on the way. She'd peeped up to see the effect, but he diverted his eyes, cleared his throat, and gone out to check on the cow.